The Pekin Panthers are brought to you by these following sponsors. Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa. Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of uh, Kyoto and surrounding areas. Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries. Hinshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, and uh, Richardson's Tech Solution of Richland, Iowa. Thank you guys for your support of the Pekin Panthers and enjoy uh, listening to Coach Weber. Well, we're talking about the Pekin Panthers who are up to a 3-0 and start uh, right out the gate. We got Coach Weber with us. Welcome to the program, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, uh, we didn't know what to think about Danville. You know, we knew they were big. They knew they had some players. Uh, 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 we didn't know, uh, uh, you know, how could you know that much? Well, they only played two games, but they'd won one of them. And uh, they seemed like they stood up to you pretty good, but uh, your offense is rolling like a freight train. Uh, let's start Let's start there. Uh, tell me about uh, downtown Robert Brown and company. Uh uh, Will Adams and uh, several other players really contributed. Uh, uh, let, let's let's just go over the list of, of what you got done and how you got it done. And tell our listeners yeah. the score, I guess. We should probably start there. Yeah, you know, we, we picked up our second district win last night, uh, 30, 36-13. And, you know, not to be negative at all, we, did, we, left, we left a lot of points out there we felt like we could have had. We had the ball inside their 20 a couple times and went over on downs. And we also fumbled one right at the one into the end zone for a touchback. And, you know, we threw a couple of interceptions, but um, I'm glad I get that out of the way because we, we did, we had a good night. Uh, so what I'm a little disappointed in myself on our preparation and our run game, but they gave us a couple tricky fronts that we struggled to block for a little bit. Um, nothing that we hadn't really seen, but maybe some adjustments that our linemen are a little confused with. So we did get some good learning out of that. And then, you know, like you said, uh, we had some important rushing yards that kept our offense honest. Um, but, uh, you know, we did we did go to the air quite a bit last night. And we, uh, we threw for, you know, Robert had two touchdown catches and uh, Declan Hampton had one. And, uh, you know, Will... Will's always buying time on his feet. He's able to scramble, and he's gotten so much better at stepping up in the pocket. I'm really happy with how our pass protections improved over the first three games. And, uh, you know, anytime you can keep your offense balanced, and I think we threw for more than we rushed, which maybe isn't how I uh, I think of the ideal game, but I've gotten used to it a little bit when we've had to do it. And, uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're excited. Well, I'm seeing a lot of teams, you know, that when they get in a situation where they're behind and they need to throw the ball, uh, uh, they're they're not able to do it. And uh, you guys are able to to do it. Uh, I I think, and you know, I didn't see the game, but I listened to it on the radio. And uh, there was a stream, but uh, um, I was having to refresh it a lot to try and keep up with it. Uh, but um, uh, uh, it seemed like some of those things that didn't go well for you were because of the Danville's defense, which did seem like a good defense. And they had a lot of size, they had a lot of uh, 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 big players. Uh, uh, they had some really tall players. Uh, uh, do, you, do you think Danville's defense was uh, um, pretty good for a team playing their second, their third game, I guess? I do. And I think anybody that overlooks them uh, is in for a long night. I felt like, you know, everybody's like, oh, you won by 23 points. And, 
I'll be honest, that fourth quarter felt like a marathon for us. It was one of those things that we felt like we controlled, you know, two-thirds of the game, but that other third, we felt like we were almost behind at times because their defense was playing so well. And you're right, they got a lot of kids that are in that six-foot or more, 175 or more pounds range. And, you know, I you could probably argue that they were maybe the – bigger and more athletic team than us, you know, and their line of scrimmage, those, those D linemen of theirs, they, they are physical and they come off the ball. So, you know, I, I, I wanted to tell their coach after the game, they, they got a squad there. They are going to be, they have a very, they have a lot of bright days ahead of them, whether, whether they think they do at the moment or not. Yeah. I've been paying attention to them. Uh, uh, I think that they're off to a one and two start, which isn't bad uh, for what they got going, but um, I could see a 500 record out of them. Oh, uh, this season, which would be amazing for a first year of your program. Uh, but let's talk a little bit uh, uh, about uh, – uh, see, that game, you know, you talk about, you know, people look at that score and think that, you know, you put them away. But I didn't think you put them away until maybe the fourth quarter, you know, because they, they did move the ball quite a bit. But you guys had some good uh, red zone defense. You, 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 you played good on fourth down and third down. Uh Let's start there and talk about some of that. Some, how, what were some of the things your defense did to kind of trip them up uh, from from sustaining these drives all the way into the end zone, where they they did seem like they were getting some yards. Yeah, they were. But, uh, you know, we gave up I think a forty-seven yard touchdown took run, and as well as things, I thought our defense. We thought we might have looked like we were set for the play, but I've looked at it about five times this morning and. You know, I just don't think if you, if you're not ready to go and they get the they get the angle on you, they're they're going. But I will say, I I thought you know I'll start with our our four D four well four to five six D linemen, but uh, Isaac and uh, Alton and Kaner and Caden and Cal, they were they were getting penetrations. You know, when we were calling some of our uh, fronts that we tried to penetrate a little more, and then you know there were a lot of plays where we just went thud and trying to trying just to hold our ground and I thought I thought we did a good job plugging the middle up except for you know a few a few strings of plays by them and uh, when it when it got to the edge you know they made a couple plays but for the most part I'm pretty happy I thought our safeties and outside linebackers just played really well and uh, you know they're they're they had a, multiple running backs in the backfield kind of um, allow some of our safeties to come up, and we put some big hits on too on defense, in my opinion. And I told Will Adam at a timeout that the way him and Sven Dahlstrom were uh, laying some hits that, that sets the tone on defense. And I'm a defensive guy, so um, again, I I pride our team in a heavy, heavy, strong defense and a bend but don't break mentality. And you know, I think other than the last drive when we were just kind of playing prevent that we may have held them to under 50 yards in the second half. So I thought our defense improved throughout the game. Yeah, for certain in the second half. Uh, but you guys were out there popping and hitting things. And uh, 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 didn't uh, downtown take a, a interception back? Yeah, he did. He he had a late late interception, I think, earlier mid-fourth quarter and uh, was able to take that back to the house. And that was a good thing because I, I thought, you know, our, off, our run game was struggling towards the end of the game end of the game we actually uh nolan glick had another pick and even sven dahlstrom had a pick as well late in the game and, and took it we just weren't able to poke it in on the ground late 
it's always tougher to pass in a short yardage situation, in my opinion, too. We were trying to run the ball to poke it in for a few scores late. We just weren't able to do it. So uh, the fact that Robert took that one all the way back, it gave us a little more breathing room. Yeah, I thought that kind of was where uh, you kind of pushed yourself out ahead, where it looked like you're going to – I mean, because I felt like you are going to win, but I didn't feel great about it uh, uh, until that happened. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, you 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 faced a pretty great team. Let's let's flip it over and talk about the offense. Uh, Will Adams played a big big part of this game. I know Swin Dahlstrom's has a, a, a seven Dahlstrom. He's he's made a big part of this offense. So let's talk about both of those guys' roles and and maybe some roles that they're the new to them uh, that are really helping lead this team forward. Yeah. Start with Sven, number one on our team, and but Jersey number one. Um, he's just he's he's continued to almost surprise me more and more each week, especially after missing a year. Um, but he's just again, it comes down to who he is as a person. Of course, he, you know he's smart. He focuses on the game. He's he's a physical specimen, and he's a uh, he's a got a lot of focus for whatever he's putting his mind to. So. If, he, he, you know, he stuck a jet sweep on defense last night that, you know, just kind of made, I think, you know, made, made made one of their backs a little more timid. He had a pick. He ground up some of the hard yards. He had a huge third and 13 uh, check down throw to him, and he, he converted. And, you know, he just made so many little plays that, you know, are tough to convert or people wouldn't think you're out on downs. And then he, he pulled through for us and then – you know, the guy that can get it to him is number nine, our quarterback, Will Adam. And Will, you know, Will being a junior, he's he stepped in there with the maturity that he got, probably starting as the freshman for us, not at quarterback. But he's just grown as a leader so much. I know he's got a really uh, supportive football family between, the, you know, his parents and his uncle. And they're kind of uh, uncles, a big path football alumni guy that really supports and uh you know i know he looks up to him a lot and uh yeah i mean they're just they're kind of they're a few of our leaders and you know i kind of look to those guys if things get flat or when we're coming out of halftime i kind of look at them and say what are we going to do here and you know will kind of grabs the, the team by the horn says this is where we're going yeah it's been uh, uh i really see his leadership uh, uh, this year it's paying off, but, um, um, he's throwing the ball. Well, he's making good decisions. Uh, tell him about his progression as a quarterback. Yeah. Again, he started at whiteout for us as a freshman. And then he kind of went to a wing back running back last year. He might've been an option at backup quarterback if we would have needed it, but he didn't even see that really. Um, and then with that, you know, we, we pushed him up to, uh, you know, uh, a quarterback camp um, in Williamsburg this, this past summer with a guy that travels around nationally and spent spent some time at some seven on seven camps up in the metro and you know and we we worked a ton in June and July on throwing and when we got to Simpson camp in late July we 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 were almost maybe more comfortable than we thought we would be throwing him and that gave they got us some live looks at Simpson camp for him to be able to develop. And, you know, moving forward into the season, I thought our scrimmage at Wilton gave him some more opportunities to take some chances, especially when it doesn't count in a week zero scrimmage. And, you know, um, I guess it paid off 
but uh, we know we have tougher tests ahead. So um, he knows it. I tell him every day, can't be complacent. And uh, we look forward to uh, having more challenges, but more opportunities. Well, I talked to Coach Hessler a little bit earlier this morning, and the, the first question he asked me off air was how you were doing and how he's been following you and how proud he is of uh, 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 your team. Uh, um, I think that scrimmage with them was pretty pivotal in getting this team up. Uh, going in the right direction do you i really do i really really do um i know you know they're a class up they probably have some guys that are all just a little bit bigger maybe a little bit stronger uh naturally than us and uh i thought button heads with them week zero would prepare us better um for our week one game than uh doing anything inner squad and uh you know, I'm, I really like Ryan. He runs a solid program, and, you know, I know they got a good squad, too. I think – I don't know if they're – did they get the 3-0, I think, too? They did. They did. They, they beat Comanche last night 26-6, yeah. to six, I think, or somewhere in that vicinity. Um, uh, uh, and Comanche was a team of um, big fellers, uh, uh, great big men like, like you faced last night. Uh, and they just kind of wore them out for a win. It's the same kind of scenario, you know. Six to nothing, then later on twelve to nothing, and then later on eighteen to nothing, then eighteen to six, and then they put it out of reach uh, uh, at the end. Uh, but um, a very similar to what you faced last night, I think. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Uh, I'm excited to watch their progress as they move forward. All right. Well, how'd your special teams do in that game? Special teams. Well, that was, you know, last week we had a fake punt. Um, we didn't need to. We didn't feel the need to go there last night, but uh, Spend Offstrom did. He, he did a good job of handling handling the snaps. You know, Declan Hampton really been a quality add at uh, long snapper for us. I think that's an overlooked uh, skill and trait by teams these days. And uh, anytime you can get clean snaps and punts off, it makes makes you breathe easier. Um, Robert Brown took a sixty plus yard. Uh, kick return almost to the house, broke a couple tackles at the very end, but just stepped out of bounds, you know, and unfortunately, we're, I think we fumbled that one away on the goal line into the end zone for a touchback later on, but just winning that uh, field position game, I'm such a I'm such a believer in uh, winning the battle of field position that, you know, that was, that was still enough to keep uh, – keep uh, Danville backed up on offense that our defense, you know, it gives the defense the ability to give up some first downs and not feel like they're losing the battle completely. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we went for two most of the night, but uh, we continue to work on special teams. We know we got work to do and uh, we look forward to improving there. Well, uh, let's kind of just give me the stats of the game. Uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about that. Yeah, I think we rushed. We rushed just north of 100 yards. Uh, I think Will Adam led the charge there, somewhere around 55 yards. Um, you know, we, we again we didn't we didn't have a ton of big breakaway runs, but uh, again the team rushed for over 100, and then I believe Will Will threw for over 200. So uh, we were about 340 total, I believe, on offense. Uh, we did we did we did throw a couple. I think we threw. Two interceptions. One was laid out of bounds on fourth down, just trying to make something happen. Uh, but you know, we did we did throw for three touchdowns and had a couple on the ground. 
All right. Well, anything else about this game you want to talk about? No. All right. Well, uh, let's move into next week. Uh, you're playing Columbus, is it? Uh, and I believe it's at Columbus Junction, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's uh, talk about that. That can be a tough place to play, can it? Yeah, I think anytime you go the road, the crowd's really big. But um, right now, I, I think I think we're confident going on the road. Well, uh, um, this is this uh, uh, is taking on a, a magnitude that maybe wasn't expected uh, uh, when the schedule first come out. But uh, you're two and zero in conference. They're not one and one in conference. Uh, uh, this game is getting to be a real big consequence game, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, it doesn't decide either team's playoff fate entirely. Um, it could. It could technically decide. You know, it could. It could. Depending on who wins, it could for. It could force a first place. Um, tie, or it, it could decide a first and second place for one team, and it could decide a uh, you know staying in the hunt for first place for another team. So um, either way, it is a very big game. I've told our kids since week one: the more success you have, the bullseye starts growing on your back. And right now, I think there's a bullseye on both teams' backs, and uh, I know there'll be uh, there'll be some high stakes going into this game for uh, you know potentially a first or second place position in the district if you know everyone else can handle um, other teams not that you overlook them but uh, that's you know that's just the reality of the situation and uh, I, I think people are excited for the magnitude of the game yeah it's a big game probably the biggest game vegan played in in quite a long time a consequential game like that uh, uh, well I'm well I got you here let me ask you what about a JV game do you have one Monday is it a road game a home game or or, so, or we're struggling with numbers overall. Uh, we did cancel the Danville game, but we did confirm the Monday after our Columbus game. Um, we are we're going to play a nine on nine JV game. As okay, I get it. I get it. I like that. I, I'm digging that. Trying our best to make sure our young guys get time, but we've we've also got to preserve some depth on the JV. So there's you know a safe some safer substitutions instead of. Uh, you know, running everybody with one sub or something. So okay, well, uh, I'm like, is that home or away? That's at both of those will be at Columbus. Okay, uh, what time would that game be? Uh, the JV game's at six on Monday, and then to, obviously this Friday, Columbus is at seven. Okay, so so uh, uh, I'll try to see what I can do to cover that game. Uh, uh, you've got a lot of sponsors over there, which I'm gonna. Uh, uh, you, I've already tag that on the top of this episode, but, uh, this Columbus game, it starts at seven. Uh, I'm assuming we can follow it on, uh, uh, the, uh, kiss FM and Michael Comstock. You know, I, I, next time you see Michael, you tell him from me, um, I have been listening to him for years and, uh, um, normally, you know, I, I'm listening to some to him and some to some other games, but I had his game on the whole time. Had me riveted uh, to the edge of my seat. He calls a great game. He he gives you the experience of what it's like to be there. And uh, uh, you know, I'm a big Pekin guy, man. I mean, Pekin's my school, and uh, always proud to see the the program that you put there and and the hard work that you you've got going. I know you got a, a a tough road with Columbus this weekend with Lisbon the next. Is the Lisbon game a home game? Yes, uh, that is home. 
week oh, after. All right. So, well, we will uh, just take them one at a time. Wish you. What are you going to have to do against Columbus to be successful? Uh, you know, but they're you know obviously they're just a start. They got Kate Amagon who's returning, returning uh in their backfield. And they got a they got a really good offensive line that has good size. You know, defensively you got to be in you got to be right in the right places. You got to have your eyes in the right spot. You're not going to shut him down, but you're you could you know the goal is to limit him a little more and not let him have a career day against yourself. And then uh, you know. Be consistent on offense. You can't be turning the ball over. Can't fumble it away. And then you know, in my opinion, you got to come ahead or come out ahead on special teams as well. You got to have a lot of, you got to have some breaks, but you got to play really clean to beat a team like them. I think they're ranked in the top ten and uh, class A. So um, it, it's going to take a complete team effort. That Columbus peaking game. I mean, it's it's been you know. 40, 50 years of, of great games, hasn't it? Yeah, I know there's some history in the past. Well, uh, so. All right. Well, is there anything you want to talk about before I let you go? Well, I just, I just want to thank you for your coverage. Uh, you know, I, I'm in and out of the school all day, administrative office with, you know, Ann Swanson and Cherry, and they always say they love listening to your coverage. and. They appreciate you, and we all appreciate you just giving our program some recognition. Well, me and Ann Swanson go clear back to Pekin or to Pleasant Plains School together, uh, grade school. So uh, I appreciate all she does and everybody over there at Pekin School. I love Pekin School. I'm such a big supporter of what they do. Uh, uh, and uh, if we ever have to cut teams out, you'll probably be the last one. Uh, all right. Because we love you, buddy, and, and just cannot stop being so proud of how you're doing, uh, um, uh, Will Adams and and Seven uh, Dahlstrom are, are I'm, I'm working on nicknames for them, but they're special kids and they need something really good and I ain't come up with it yet. So uh, we'll get there. But thanks for being with us, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me. Flint Cliffs Manufacturing is a full-service metal fabrication shop located in beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Flint Cliffs is now hiring for welders painters, and machine operators. For both first and second shift, call 319-752-2781.